0: I call you when I need you, my heart's on fire. You come to me, come to me, wild and wild. Oh, you come to me, give me everything I need. Give me a lifetime of promises and a world of dreams. Speak the language of love like you know what it means. It can't be wrong, take my heart and make it strong, babe. You're simply the best, better than all the rest, better than anyone, anyone I've ever met. I'm stuck on your heart, I hang on every word you say. Tear us apart, baby. I would rather be dead. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tim Sparks and welcome to The Hill. Although this week we're not on The Hill, we're in the grandstand. We're in the big stadium. We're in the big dance. The last day in September or October... As it is this time around, we are in the grand final. Close your eyes and listen to those lyrics. It's Tina Turner gracing the field of the SFS. It's Jimmy Barnes storming about alongside her. Listen to it. Each time you leave me, I start losing control. You're walking away with my heart and my soul. I can feel you even when I'm alone. Oh baby, don't let go. You're the best. Better than all the rest, better than anyone, any code I've ever met. I'm stuck on your heart, I hang on every word you say. Tear us apart, baby, I would rather be dead. Oh, you're the best. Or maybe it's Billy Idol charging on a Stadium Australian a hovercraft. Hunters and collectors belting out ha- holy grail. You know the scene. You can picture it. You can almost spell it. There are bells and indeed there are whistles. It's the grand final and it's down to two teams. The young boys from the west of Sydney, the Penrith Panthers and the men from north of the border, vi- uh, south of the border, via somewhere else. It's Melbourne Sunshine Coast Storm. It's going to be a beauty. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. This is The Hill. Talking rugby league with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Well, I'm excited if you can't feel it. It's Grand Final, it's Grand Final weekend, It's. Uh, I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing, there's a bit of a, a quiver in my voice as you can probably hear it, the, the, the hands are shaking a little bit with anticipation and excitement. Yeah, but I'm not going to peak too early. I I don't want to play my grand final in the first five minutes. I need to sustain this energy uh, throughout the entire podcast, all right? So I'm going to start strong. It's thinking of those hit-ups of the the 0-3 grand final of Joel Clinton storming into maybe Peter Cusack or someone like that. That's that's where we're at right now. We're really sorting each other out up front, and we're just going to kick downfield and get into it, all right? Um, So... What's happening? I'll just run you through what's going on without a shadow of a doubt. I'm sure this is no surprise to you, but we will be previewing the grand final in full. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're all about. But in order to know where we're going, we've got to know where we came from. So I'll do a quick wrap of the prelims. Not for long, but just a quick one. I'll also get into the the Souths and the Raiders. Out of respect, I'm going to give them... Uh, The management consultant review I thought about leaving it out and going No, 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 we've got a preview You know, We're all about previewing the big dance uh, But I thought it would be disrespectful uh, To the Raiders and the Bunnies Who really gave good accounts of themselves So I will indeed be reviewing them As part of the show I've got a grand final special Of Who Would You Rather Be Which is probably going to get out of control So you've got that to look forward to I'm going to give you my top ten favourite grand finals of my lifetime, and the reason why they're my favourites. I'm not going to labour over that, so don't don't think that that's going to get too too much, but just a little bit of uh, nostalgia stuff that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, a bit of history is in the show, and then we're going to preview the game. Uh, you know, not forever. I don't think you want a dense, you know. to minute preview uh, of the game If you want, go to Matty John's podcast for that Six Tackles with Gus, it's all out there for you But I'll give you something loose and biased uh, At the end of the show Uh, That'll that'll be the main sandwich, that'll be the main part of the show Couple of questions to round out Uh, That's what we're looking at doing Alright, so Well, for starters I'm recording this a bit later the Friday afternoon uh, This this time around Because we've got a public holiday So I had a few other things to take care of uh, So sorry it's getting out a little bit late But at the same time I'm not sorry Because what I want you to do I want this podcast To be part of the build up on Grand Final Like so much of Grand Final Day um, And even Grand Final Weekend Is the build up Okay, So I want this podcast As part of your build up I know you, you're going to turn the TV And hopefully about midday or something like that If you're in a COVID safer environment. You'll have some people coming around. You know, there'll be a bit of a build-up. No real lower-grade stuff to look forward to before that. We do have the women's game, which is excellent. Uh, But, you know, you'll have your Sunday footy show maybe. You know, you'll have something else. Just start to ease yourself into, into the... The big game at the end of the evening. So I want this to be part of the of your of your grand final day. I'd love you to be listening to this in the morning. So in fact, if you're listening to this and it is indeed Saturday or maybe even Friday night, I really appreciate if you turn it off and actually come back to it Monday morning. So you're part of the build up. So I'm part of the build up. Even that's what I really want. Uh, but look, if it's not practical for you for you to do that, uh, just stay with us for now. It's all good. I won't hold it against you. Um, but yeah, like to me. Grand final days like Christmas day, you know, and, and so much of the excitement of Christmas day is the anticipation of Christmas day, right? Especially when you're a child, you know, with your, your advent calendar and you're, you're opening the doors or you're scratching off the days of December, kind of like the, what the finals are doing, you know, the finals scratching out the teams, you know, we're getting closer and closer. Um, and here we are, so... The day before Grand Final Day, you know, it feels like Christmas Eve. And I gotta say I'm I'm more of a Christmas Eve guy than a Christmas Day guy, I think. Like I just like the the calm and the quiet and the anticipation of it. And there's there's still some celebration and some festivity. Uh, you know, before the before the action of the of the Christmas Day. So I really enjoy Yeah, the the day before Grand Final Day. Um so, if you're listening to this today before grand final, like, I'm glad to be part of that anticipation. Just a bit of the quiet, you know, and it's... Even like the Friday night before grand final day is a different one too because it's basically the first time there hasn't been Friday night footy for, you know, the best part of, what, six months or whatever, however long the season goes for. Um, so, there's just it's just things are starting to feel a bit different and you're getting that bit of excitement. Uh, so... Yeah, just really enjoy the build-up of it. And then when you get to the, the Sunday, which it's, you know, it, it, it goes it doesn't surprise you to hear that it's probably the biggest day of my calendar. So it's going to be a different one for me down here uh, with, you know, the, the COVID restrictions still on us here in Melbourne. I, there'll be no barbecues uh with you know gatherings and, and other people being invited into my house and things like that, which is a bit of a shame, but it'll just be me and Danielle, my um, my patient misses, who's who's agreed to settle in uh, for the best part of the day with me. so we'll still have a really good time, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's a bit of stuff about the about the grand final. Uh, look, I'll get into the just really quickly. We'll go through the preliminary finals of last week. I, we've heard about this. Uh, you know, Sticky didn't want us to talk about it. He wasn't interested in talking to the media for long. Just uh, wanted to wish, you know, Craig Bellamy and the Melbourne Storm all the best for the week after. And I, I can see why he wanted to do that. and wanted to get the hell out of there because, uh, well, you know, full credit to Melbourne Storm. Uh, and I can only assume that, well, full credit to Melbourne Storm and winning 30-10. to 10, And they really blew them off the park in the first 20 minutes and i can only assume that the storm some people at the storm are listening to this cast and were willing to prove me wrong because um w- what i said last week about the storm making errors, particularly in the first uh, 20 minutes of games, well they really put that to bed, didn't they? So look if I played a small role in in getting the storm up for that and recognising that well then that's, that's really great and whoever's out there listening to it, whether it's maybe Frank Panisi from a football management point of view for some of the players, if it's Pappenhausen or Munster or even Cameron Smith, just a g'day and all the best for the uh, for the grand final. Be- Bellyache, if it's you listening, well, you know, congratulations on getting into another grand final and really well done on, on last week's performance. And look, you know, happy to be proven wrong uh, on that occasion. Uh, but yeah, gee whiz, they were, like, they were exceptional. And a couple of other things had to gone their way. I think the scoreline could have blown out to be about almost 30-0 uh, after those first uh, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, sadly for the Raiders, they they were just really outplayed. They had they didn't have much of the football, did they? Uh, in, in that time and when they did, they turned it. Oh, no, it was the you know you don't I don't want to single blokes out, and I won't single blokes out because I don't remember who kicked it, but it was one of the forwards putting that kick that wasn't on that wasn't his job to do it. And after that, they just didn't have the ball. Uh, so you know, it's funny looking at the game. A lot of the time, people just straight away will assume defence and things like that. But a lot of it, you got to look at what the decisions teams have made with the ball to put themselves into that position. I know teams and Paul Gallen will say, oh, got to defend your errors, got to defend your errors. Sure, I get that. But, you know, the decisions you make with the ball, it just affects everything. Uh, and and you can sadly probably go back to, to, to that kick, which, you know, probably just reflected a little bit of the Raiders this year. Like, really good in in, in certain areas and lots of class across the, the paddock. Uh, you know, great forward pack they had Jack White and Dalien Medal winner. Congratulations there too, uh, Jack. But yeah, I don't know. Just maybe missing something a little bit of what they had last year around. I, I guess the structure of their team and just the yeah, I guess stru- structure is the buzzword. But I, I might be able to think of another word when we get to the. I'll do I'll do that a bit more in the review. But I think that sort of did sum the Raiders up uh, a little bit. But they were brave. Sorry, it's in the water there. Uh, brave in going down. Uh, there was, you know, it was really good to see. I really liked the the pictures of Craig Bellamy and, and Ricky Stewart in the shed afterwards. Uh, you know, that's just, that's just sport, isn't it? Like, I think to me, that's, that's what's great about sport is, you know, there's a competition. You go hard as you, as you can at it, even from a coaching perspective. But yeah, there was clearly guys that respected the game, I reckon, uh, in those scenes of just you know having a drink with each other and talking about it, uh, and and re- recognizing that yeah you know one only one team can win so uh, and and being gracious about it so that was that was that game uh, on to Saturday and Penrith and the Rabbitohs well I mean a lot closer than I expected to be so uh, when it gets to my grand final preview you really got to just have a listen to what I said last week um, and if you're going to do anything with my preview I would really uh, tread with caution, uh, but yeah. Look, I the Panthers. I think so, I heard someone say this week that the Panthers didn't play well, uh, and they'll sort of be happy about that. Uh, and I, I agree in the sense, of, obviously, because they won, uh, and they, yeah, they, they were just a, like there was the Josh Mansor forward pass. You know, when they made breaks, they just did a lot of things that just they just didn't have the, I guess, the crispness, crispness. Uh, all the polish uh, to that attack. But I think, you know, preliminary finals can do that to, to teams sometimes. Like, there's lots of nerves going on. Uh, and, you know, you do hear a lot of players and former players say that the preliminary final was the harder one to get through, I think. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes it proves that way, I guess. And But, you know, we'll see uh, next week. I thought Souths were really, really good. Like, they didn't go away. Um... I got to say, I felt they got the rub of the green. I mean, I, I don't know how the gag I try was a try there. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter now, does it? Uh, and we move forward. So, look, a bit more about the rabidos and the Storm in a sec. Uh, but thought, you know, it was good um, to mention that. I guess the big thing, the big talking point with Penrith from last week, I guess, was the account that Kurt Capewell made for himself. Uh, he, he just played extremely well. Uh, but that's another thing to remember, that Viliamu Kikau wasn't playing uh, for the Panthers. So that's something to acknowledge. And also that, uh, yeah, Tyrone May came in for, um, for Naden uh, in the centres there just because of Naden's defence. And I guess it shows again. Like, I've talked about the, 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 the centre defence of the Storm a fair bit over the over the course of the season. And it's clear that, you know, there's, there's there, I think there was an issue for Rapana there too. Nothing against Jordan Rapana, but he's not a centre. And I think they missed Curtis Scott a lot, actually, the Raiders, because uh, it meant, you know, just, yeah, it, it meant that it pushed Rapana in. And I, I, I think it took stuff away from a, or Rapana's game, sorry, I should say. Uh, Rapana's game in the centres there. But, you know, the, the Panthers have identified that Naden might have some... Some struggles defending in the center, so it looks like they're going to go with with Tyrone May again. I'll get I'll get to the reasons why I'm looking forward to that later uh, in the preview element. But it's just yeah, it was interesting to, to see that uh, you know Clear and his coaching staff uh, are on top of that already in that game. Uh, so look there, you, there are your, your prelims. Finals, the prelims are—they're uh, a distant memory now, aren't they? They're—they're they're a long way away. Oh, that was something I was going to say at the top there. I don't know if anybody else feels it. Just talking about the anticipation and the build-up. I don't know if it's COVID, uh, if it's me being in Melbourne, uh, the fact that it's a Melbourne storm, like it's not a two—it's not two Sydney teams playing. It feels like Grand Final week's been a little bit quiet, you know. Uh, it just it just feels a lot quieter than what it usually is. Like I think one of the biggest things that I noticed there was no one going to the judiciary. Like I I sometimes it, it believe it or not I sometimes question the integrity of the code of rugby league uh, and the motivations behind some of the things they're doing. But yeah, there was no no judiciary in the lead up, and I, I, I sometimes always felt that there was always had to be someone put on report and go to the judiciary just for the, the newspaper sort of cycle. So the big talking points around the grand final for sort of Monday and Tuesday, uh, were you you know, well, will he get off or won't he get off, you know, and whoever it might be, uh, that's sort of been missing. There's, so there's been none of that. Uh, no one's been under like a massive injury cloud either of like, I mean, I can think of, um, there's got to be heaps more of them, but I thinking, I'm thinking um Pat Richards in 05, uh, was it who was it, Brian Fletcher or Luke Ricketson was one of them in maybe uh, oh, when they beat the the, the Warriors in O2, I think there was an injury that just seems that you you know, Isaac Luke maybe in uh, the 2014 South Grand Final. Like, there's there's you know, that's usually if it's usually goes judiciary into injury. Uh you know, and will he or won't he play? Just to keep it going, to keep the anticipation, to keep the news cycle, it's not really happening. So they had to revert. I think that's why. I think that's why they leaked the Dallium. I think that was part of it, uh, you know, to create some controversy and to whip up some sort of storyline there. I can only assume that's why they did that. I doubt they would have made the mistake like that. I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, and giving it to Whiten, I get which... I think that was done anyway and I think Jack White deserved it more than more than anything but it seemed just everything just seems a little bit quiet. I don't know if it's just cause the season's gone for like 33 weeks or however long it's been and it's been a a rollercoaster, you know, with the will it be on, will it won't be on, will it be cancelled, you know, all that sort of stuff to coming back on to playing without crowds like uh it's it's been a long a long haul season. I don't know if it's that uh I don't know, maybe it is just me, but it just does feel like and I you know, I guess COVID would uh, explain a lot of that. But yeah, I do think the no no judiciary, no injury is sort of taken a little bit away from it. Uh, and we've had so we've had to revert to Melbourne Storm, Cameron Smith retiring. I'll talk about that later. I don't want to labor over that because quite frankly, I'm just not that interested in it. I'll explain a bit about that later. Uh but yeah, just a few thoughts on the week so far. Uh, look, what are we gonna do here? We're gonna go with who would you rather be, okay? Who would you rather be? Oh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go. Who would you rather be inside the grand final? Now you'll see what I'm doing in a minute, okay? So it's just on the two grand final teams. Uh, if I've missed any, I, I'm gonna need you to to, to get in touch with the show and we can put some more up come grand final day just as part of the build up. So you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about here when I get into it. Okay. Who would you rather be? Josh Adokar or Josh Mansour? Josh Adokar experienced, he's played in grand finals before, but he's on the move. He's on the move. He could be going to the Tigers. This could be the last time he ever semi semifinal football in his career. If history is to go by anything, this could be his last grand final chance ever. At the age of 25 or however, however old he is. Or you could be Josh Mansor, Courageous. Comes back from a broken cheekbone to, to play a contact sport. That, I have so much respect for guys that do that. He's the heart and soul of the Panthers. Uh, you could be him. You know, doing all the gritty, the tough stuff. That you, you you want to be a tough, hardworking winger that just takes tackles one and three, gets over the advantage line, gets on. Or you want to be the fox with absolute wheels, scoring tries. Uh, do you want to be Brandon Smith or Cameron Smith? Do you want it to be your last probably game ever, or one of you? You know, one of your, one of many grand finals. You know, changing the. Do you want to pass the baton, or do you want to carry the baton? Cameron Munster or Cameron Serraldo? You want to be the playmaker in, in in the Melbourne Storm side, jinking, carrying a bit of a knee injury too, mind you. Or you, you're more of a coach, you're an assistant coach kind of type, where you know you've you've contributed a lot to the the Panthers' makeup and the way they play the code. You know, you brought a lot of the young blokes through in the under twenties. Serraldo up there in, in a Panthers polo and maybe some you know some black slacks or something like that. Actually, I think he's going the trackies too. You know, so or do you want to be uh, Jerome Hughes? or Jerome Luai. How about that for a halfback, well, almost a halfback battle. Don't you love that? Jerome Hughes or Jerome Luai? I mean, it's a great option either way. Jerome Hughes, he's hes done a lot of, you know, he's a fullback come five eight, come halfback, worked really hard on his game and found a way to become a halfback at the Storm. His managers even found a way to try and get him to, to move clubs in grand final week, which is an absolute shithouse move from the managers. And if it's going to be a thing where they're going to try and sell their clients in grand final week, well... I'm going to be really disappointed about it. But that's not a slight on Jerome Hughes, or do you want to be Jerome Luai? Just the the young, confident kid from Penrith who, you know, a local junior, fantastic player, Eyes up, footy. Lots of eyes up, footy. I mean, you want to? I'm probably going to be Luai there. Uh, I haven't told you who was going to be the other. I'm just putting it out to you because there's lots to, to think about here. Uh, Hughes, you're wearing headgear in a grand final. There's got to be something in that. Uh, do you want to be Brian Toto or Brian Waldron? Disgrace, Brian Waldron. That probably still, you know. Has got his fingertips on this team somehow Don't ever forget that everyone All the cheating that the bloody Melbourne Storm have done uh, Or do you want to be Brian Tolo, The, the, the winger uh, Again another local young boy uh, Strong carrier but also wheels He's almost like a, a bit of Josh Adekar And Josh Mansell mixed in It's up to you You want to be a disgraced administrator Or you want to be a young confident uh, Football player James Fisher-Harris or, or James Tamu, you know? Again, a bit similar to, to Brandon and Cameron Smith. You want to be Fisher-Harris, the young bloke that's coming through that'll carry the torch for the pack for the, the rest of, um, you know, the future of the Panthers? Or do you want to go out on top as a Penrith captain? Great service. Come down from the Cowboys, already won a grand final, got the experience, got the young blokes there. Do you want to go out a winner? The opportunity to go out a winner, and then head over to the Mighty West Tigers. You know who I'm going to be there. Ivan or Nathan Cleary, who would you rather be? You want to be the dad up in the stands, uh, never coached to, to, to win a premiership yet? I uh, don't think you ever played in a premiership either. Uh, or do you want to be Nathan, the young son, you know, with all the talent and the class in the world? People are talking him up as a franchise player. He's going to be the next best player for the next 10 years. Who would you rather be, ladies and gentlemen? You're coaching, fine coach. I'm happy to say it. Not all is forgiven, Ivan, but most is forgiven, okay? just And I think you should be happy to deal with that, okay? Because we've still got a hell of a lot of problems with the Tigers, thanks to you. But most is forgiven. Most is forgiven. Or you want to be the player, all right? Who would you rather be? Jesse Bromwich or Ken, Kenny Bromwich? You want to do the hard stuff um, in the middle or you want to hang out on an edge? Whereas what they actually are saying, there's more space in the middle. More space in the middle now, Ryan Madison. You should have known that. You had to stayed with Madge, You might have found yourself some space in the middle. But we're not about Ryan. We're about Jesse or Kenny Bromwich. Who would you rather be? Uh, that's the who would you rather be. I mean, what a frantic who would you rather be. If I miss some, I'm sure I miss some. I was going to throw James Maloney in there as a former... Uh, Penrith and Melbourne Storm player You know, James Maloney or James Tarmu uh, Oh! Brent, I'm clutching here But would you? Rather, who would you rather be? Brent Naden or Brent Coley? Mm. Doesn't quite work But, you know, in the centres Could be a battle there Who would you rather be? Uh, both, those two players are going to be under pressure I'm going to be interested to see both those players play Uh, under pressure for different reasons. And you know what? I hope they both go well. I really hope they go well. Uh, Because I just want to put on record that I haven't been death-riding Branko Lee uh, all this season. I've just been identifying something. Uh, But I love nothing better than seeing guys that perhaps don't have the same sort of talent as other players uh, find themselves in a real strong and successful team. And that's what Branko Lee has done. So absolutely full credit to him. And I dip my lid to him. Now, that's my lot. If you have found other who would you rather bees, make them obscure. If you've got a clutch at a straw or two, clutch at them, please. And get in touch with me. And we want more who would you rather bees. Game day, who would you rather bees. I tried to think one for Phil Gould or Gus Gould. I couldn't come up with it. That's a job for someone out there. I know someone is, is, is going to be able to deliver on that for us. All right. So it's not the end of who would you rather be. It's just the beginning. We're best when we collaborate on this show. You know that, the loyal listeners. Right, this is fast pace. It's a grand final show. I, I don't have time for a breather. I, do, I I can't settle down. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep going here. Prop rotations probably come through here. I reckon. You know, um, Tamo and Fisher Harris are probably off. Tedavano's come on. Uh, you know, but we're still going. We we can't we can't stop now. You know, we've got to keep keep pushing, keep trying to pick each other apart, uh, and, and really keep the energy up. Hang on, just a bit of water. Right, now, told you this would be a biased cast, and here's a bit of history for you. All right, just a quick one. Uh, Penrith Panthers have been, you, you know this, but it's a good one. Penrith Panthers have been minor premiers, uh, well, twice before this year, 91, 2003. Well, what happened in 91? They went on to beat the Raiders. What happened in 2003? They went on to beat the Chooks. They were minor premiers, This year, 2020, well, it can only mean one thing. It's got to be a good thing for the Panthers. Last time the Panthers won, they had a father and son uh, coaching and playing combination in John Lang and Martin Lang, respectively. They've got Ivan and Nathan Cleary happening this season. It can only be good things. There's your bit of history. I know you probably already knew it, but it's important, all right? It's important to see this. Okay, now, I will just maybe slow down just for a sec, all right? Uh... Because I need to slow down because i got to be professional here and put my management consultant hat on and talk about South and the Raiders just for a couple of minutes each, all right? Uh... you're if you're new to the cast, well what a great time to be here and I'm glad you're glad you're on board and and I'm glad to be part of your grand final build up okay. So if you if you're new to the show what I've been doing is I've been instead of you know giving the all the teams that have that that have dropped out of the the competition as the weeks have rolled on there's no I'm not here to give them a bloody seven out of ten or a seventy five percent. No I'm not I'm not doing that. You've got other places you've got you've got you know your newspapers and your big leagues and your your, you know your your other podcasts to, to to deal with that stuff. The Economist, the NRL Economist. That's that that that's there, and they're good at it. They're, that's great. And I'm going to stay in my lane, and I'm going to be a management consultant. I just give them the the compliment sandwich. All right, something good on the top is the piece of bread. The meat in the sandwich is the criticism, and then I give them one more bit of positive feedback to finish the sandwich off. And everyone goes out, you know, basically feeling good about themselves, but with stuff to work on. So, Canberra Raiders, in you come. Stick, Don Ferner, who else wants to come in? All good. Thanks for coming in. Ah uh, well, boys, look hell of a season, Re- great stuff. I know you dealt with a lot of uh, travel, and I think you guys travelled the most out of everyone, you know. Because I know people say the storm relocated, but they could relocate and settle, and then they only had a, an hour sort of bus bus ride, uh, if that, uh, down to uh, Suncorp a lot of the time. I know you guys were stuffing around with flights and playing out of Campbelltown and things like that. So well done dealing with that. Really appreciate that. I know you copped a few injuries as well all right, particularly in Josh Hodgson. So stick, you know, full credit to how you did that. That's actually not a lot of modern coaches can do that. If a, if a key playmaker goes down or uh, or a key player uh, in that spine goes down, you know, it's usually tools down uh, for the rest of the season. You've got, only got to look at Manly and, and Tommy Turbo there. But you were able to uh, adjust the style of play uh, that your team... Was planning on 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 playing, uh, and still did extremely well. So that's um, it's no mean feat that your best player can get ruled out like that, and then you still make the preliminary final. Uh, so that's that's a real 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 congratulations to you. Also, just wanted to mention, uh, just the chinos look. I think it was usually the chinos with some boots with the polo shirts for your assistant coaches, uh, just like that, the country style. them that's what you guys are like. Your, your identity is country. Uh, and you y- y- you wore it well uh, literally and figuratively now bit of criticism bit of criticism okay i wasn't mad up on the jerseys this year i can't exactly tell you why okay i i, I can't I-, I wish i could just pin it and go that exact- there was just i just felt something was off a little bit okay uh particularly the alternate jersey i i think Simplified a bit. I don't know if you were wearing the blue shorts. Just, I liked the blue. I like If you go on alternative, it's blue shorts. It's pretty much plain white, and then you've got the sort of the green stripes and maybe a bit of yellow. I don't. But just a bit cleaner for me. I. Can, I don't know. I can't. I. am sure someone might be able to fact. You guys might be able to fact check me right now and go. Well, hang on and have a look at this, bucks. What are you talking about? I just want to see a bit more out of the jersey. Uh, you've got Canberra Milk coming back on Which is good So yeah it'll be interesting to see If you revert back to that sort of 91 kind of green uh, Or 1990 green As you had with the milk there But, but, but good work for getting the milk on board uh, That That's a really good one uh, Hang on this is a bit of a triple decker sandwich I just wanted to ask Do you reckon you guys jumped the gun on Caesar And letting him go I know it's really easy in hindsight to say that, and I know you probably didn't expect him to go as well as he did last year after he'd signed to go overseas. But just felt maybe you lacked a little bit of control sometimes. His kicking game, sense of calm, wasn't always there. Uh, you know, oh, oh, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? And we, you know, we can we can jump around there and, and into all sorts of different hypothetical scenarios. So I know it's not val- It's not really worth bringing up. But I just wonder if you missed him. A fair bit, but all in all, uh, well, yeah, I sort of said it before, but I just want to round it out again and say, really well coached, Dick. Like, it's just I love everything about it, Uh, you know. And yeah, and it was no, no, none more shone out, you know, when you last week when you you couldn't, you couldn't go through the press conference course, it was just human and it was emotional. Uh, and, you know, that's why people, I think, really, really warm to Ricky Stewart And also to the Canberra Raiders So, uh, just hell of a season, well done Enjoy the off-season uh, And, yeah, I'm sure you'll be, you'll be back bigger and better next year Can I just ask one question before you go Where do we go with the whole you've got to lose one to win one type arrangement? I don't know if you blokes buy into that. I don't really buy into it. I don't know if there's actually that much proof. The last team to actually prove that was Penrith in 1990. They lost in 90 and then won in 91. The Tigers didn't do it the year before, 88-89. They lost both of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Sharks didn't have to lose one to win one. Anyway, the West Tigers didn't have to lose one to win one. I don't know. It's just an interesting sort of... The I just wonder where you go with it But I guess it's not saying that you've got to, you, You've got to lose one to win one the following year It's maybe you've got to lose one And then you know you miss out And then you're back again the year after I don't know, I just thought it was worth a question I understand you don't want to talk about it I'll let you go Well done, the Raiders South, in you come uh, Wayne Who else is in here? Cody Walker, hello Russell Crowe, good to see you Alright, you're all here Excellent Well, sit down, I won't keep you I know you're all busy Uh, well, look, I just think what I will say is just full, full credit, uh, basically to Wayne Bennett for doing what you've been doing ever since you started coaching about 30 years ago, uh, which was really not being too worried about how the team started early in the piece. Uh, you know, they were sort of hanging around the top eight for most of the year, but not setting the world on fire. But when it came to the the right end of the season, gee, you picked up and started playing really well. Like a lot of your successful teams have done. Your uh your 06 Broncos side did that, I remember. Uh it was either your 92 or your 93 Broncos side, similar position. Uh, you know, and it's it's I really respect that, you know, within the I guess the new realm is the right word just the new state of play with sports science and modern technology and all the bells and whistles around you know high performance programs and things like that you can still implement and embed principles that were working for you in the late 70s uh right now in in i think the late 70s yeah early 80s anyway to to right now in 20s you're old wayne um you know this but that's okay uh you're still here so that's good uh that they're still working in 2020. Like, that is really cool. That's a good lesson for everyone out there. Doesn't mean you've got to be stuck in your ways about everything, does it? Doesn't mean that everything you did back then needs to be done now. But there are core principles that that, that still, you know, we haven't, you know, we're still human beings, aren't we? It's still a game of footy. It's still it's still a ball. It's still 13 on 13. So I, I really like that. I really like that. So well done. Is. I guess, you know, at the end of the day, you, you needed to get into the top four, didn't you? Probably. Uh, but you don't need me sitting here telling you that, you know, uh, that was your, that was your compliment stuff. Uh, now the, the, the stuff in the middle and it's alleged and it's pretty serious. It's pretty, The Burgess stuff doesn't sound any good blokes, you know? So, I mean, that, that sounds really ordinary. Allegedly. If there's, if there's doctors writing fake scripts, allegedly, uh, you know, false bloody drug tests, allegedly, all that sort. It just it it doesn't sound good, guys. Uh, so I, I don't know what needs. To, I don't know what happens there. I guess we wait and see. It's not good, you know. There's you know there's no cheating. It doesn't help anyone, and all that stuff, you know. If something's going on with a player, you know, you can push it down for so long. It's gonna be exposed eventually, you know. The Roman Empire fell eventually, didn't it? But anyway, well done on a good season. Really well done, uh, you know. Yeah, really, really love that Souths have an identity, uh, particularly around representing uh, Indigenous Australians around Redfern. Um, and uh, you know, it was really good to see Latrell Mitchell uh, start to start to go well. It was really, really sad, and that that, that he got injured. Uh, so, but just on that note, do you really need Car as well? I'm um, throw the Tigers a bone on that one. You don't need, you don't need every single superstar indigenous player. And I know you want them. I know they want to be there. I know he'll probably eventually be there, but just, can we just, he's got a, he's got an attachment to the Tigers. Can we just have him like throw us a bone, you know, let's reignite that rivalry. Yeah strength in numbers, all that sort of stuff. All right, Souths, well done. Actually, before you go, I think, is that like you guys have lost like three preliminary finals out of four or something like that in the last four years? That's got to be tough. That's tough stuff. Uh, Yeah. And you wonder if that's a reflection on just the class and just just can't get there or doesn't seem to be mental fragility. It's interesting. I almost feel like you've overachieved a lot of those times. But anyway, uh, yep, hell of a season, South. Full credit to you. Uh, you know, I can only imagine what it's like to have a team that's been in preliminary finals through the last four years or whatever it is. Uh, so, all right. I'll catch you later, South. Thanks for coming in. All right, we're moving We're moving forward here. This This grand final show is moving forward. It's gathering steam. Uh, we've still got the big preview to come All right, I've got a couple of questions from you the, the loyal, wonderful listeners out there But before we do that Look, I just thought I'd go through My top 10 grand finals And when I say top 10 They're just my favourite grand finals And I guess, you know, a lot of what I've been talking about You'll see what the common themes are in, in what I talk about here But, you know, as I know with you People who listen to this show You know, you love the code uh, you love talking to the, about the code, uh, which is just something that's so good about footy or any sport, really. It just brings people together. It, it allows people to be able to, to talk about things and, you know, um, have, a, have a nice outlet when life gets serious. Uh so what I'm trying to say is a lot of a lot of what these memories are around is it's around the people I watch the game with in a lot of ways you know a lot of you know really great childhood memories and uh, your formative years in your your early twenties and th- even up until now uh, th- that the grand final and, and footy revolves around and I think that's why like to me grand final day is always so special because it was always. Growing up, it was always about, you know, being around your family and having family, friends over, and, and other members of your family there together watching it. It was really exciting. Uh, and then it moved forward, you know. It kept doing that as you, as you get older. It's friends and all that sort of stuff. So, look, that's why it's special, and that's why the game's special to us. Uh, you know, and especially if you're lucky enough to still have a team in the competition, then you've really got something to look forward to and something to feel a part of. So, that's what a lot of these memories are around. Uh, you'll... you'll I think you'll enjoy this, okay? I'm not going to labor on it too much, but these are just my top 10 uh, grand final and grand final memories. So I'm starting off, you might, you might be able to guess my age at the end of this. You probably, well, I'd say 75% of you know my age because you probably went to high school with me or something like that. But um, the rest for the 25% listeners, uh, you might be able to guess my age with this. But anyway, without further ado, my top 10 favorite, not best, but favorite, uh, and you know what? They, I've actually done this in chronological order. So there's no particular order, although one obviously stands out. But uh, chronological order. Okay, 1988. It's Balmain Tigers versus uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, now, the reason I put this one in is just it's my first memory of football. It's my first ever memory uh, of watching a game of rugby league. Like there was. There's another one of going to the SFS to watch, I think... Was Bowman Manly in 19. It might have been 88 as well, maybe. I'm not sure. And it may not have been against Manly, but I remember my dad taking me and my older sister uh, to the Sydney Football Stadium for a semi final. And I reckon it was either 88 or 89. Uh, and it was just really exciting, just going to the big Sydney Football Stadium for the first time when you're a sort of, well, okay, you're a four or five year old. There's the, you can guess my age easily now. Um, But it was really exciting. And it's just, 88, yeah, so my first memory uh, of watching footy. So I just remember, I don't really remember the game. I don't even remember Terry Lamb knocking Ellery Hanley out in a disgraceful tackle that should have seen him sent from the field. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, I've since watched it. But I just remember sitting down with my old man uh, in our house in Gladesville. I think he'd been like, we didn't actually do much that year as far as like celebrations and stuff for whatever reason. Uh, But yeah, I just remember doing like gardening and stuff. And then every now and again, like going in to watch the, like the president's cup grand final and the reserve grade grand final. And I think he was in the yard and I was running out and telling him scores and stuff. Then we sat down and watched the grand final. Maybe dad just knew the Tigers were going to lose. They'd gone on that big run and maybe it was too hard. Anyway, that's 88. Go straight to 89. Obviously the, the, the 89 was the Tigers versus the Raiders Grand final uh, again. I mean, probably five at this point. Uh, but this it was pandemonium at our house in Glazeball. Like, um, dad had invited mum and dad had invited heaps of people over. Uh, barbecue, you know, all that sort of stuff. Joint was buzzing. The place is buzzing. Like all of Balmain and uh, the Balmain district, football district, which includes places like Glazeball and Ride, and that uh, were the same. Uh, I don't really. I, I. Yeah. The. The thing. So you know. Well, my dad used to tell me afterwards that, like, you know, the Tigers were up 12 2, which in those years was a massive lead. It would have been like 20 to 2 or something. It was pretty almost unlosable, uh, you know, and, you know, there was talk of starting the car and getting down to the leagues club as soon as it finished and all that sort of stuff. And as everyone knows, because it gets rerun all the time because it was such a great game, Canberra going to win an extra time. And I think there was just a shock and. Um, disappointment, but also shock that, that we managed to lose that uh, and the excitement turned to bitter reality uh, at the end of the game and uh, my biggest memory of that day I, uh, my, and the main memory of that day is that after the game, it mustn't have been long after, I went into my bedroom <laughs> so I go into my bedroom as a 5 year old and um, pretty much in there crying on my own um, I don't even know if I wasn't like uncontrollably crying um, but it was just really sad you know and a couple of tears in the eyes I just remember my dad coming in put his arm around me and said just imagine how Benny and Blocker feel uh, and that cheered me up and then uh, he put on this Paul Kelly album So Much Water Closer to Home uh, which has got some great songs on it um, and cause it's an album, there was no, you know, bloody playlist in Spotify back then. You listen to all the songs. Uh, and I just remember that album basically being played. I think he played it a few times, uh, after the grand final. And whenever I hear the first song, uh, of that Paul Kelly album, which is a song called You Can't Take It With You, uh, which is kind of interesting in some ways, uh, relating to, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, you're all going to die anyway. Um... As soon, whenever I hear that song, it always takes me back to that memory as like a five-year-old kid uh, with my dad and my family, I guess. But most importantly, my dad, because it was, you know, the, the, the biggest thing around my support with League and the Tigers was always my relationship with my dad. And we ended up going to games for the, for the rest of, of his life, um, which ended a fair few years ago, sadly. Um, but it's just a wonderful, wonderful memory Uh, and the, and the fact that, yeah, it just combines real two passions of mine, which is sport and music. And just whenever I hear that album, uh, it takes me back there and there's this really beautiful, sad, nostalgic, yet happy and safe, um, place in my life. And I'm so lucky that I can always do that uh, by putting that album on. And I think that's, yeah. And again, as I said, I, when, whenever I watch the Tigers, I think about my dad. Um, whenever I watch big games, when i watch, watch grand final day, um, when the few years after he passed away, I found grand final day really, really difficult, uh, to, to watch because it just reinforced how much I missed him. Uh, but again, you know, loss is all about, you know, missing someone and you, you only feel the pain because you had so much pleasure with them. And, and again, just that memory and, and and attached to music and being able to take me back there is really, really special. It's really cool. Uh, and I'm really glad that that I can have that memory. And it's so funny to think if it would have been different had the Tigers won, you know, um, which doesn't make it about me at all because there's more people involved in in going for the Tigers. But I'm sure heaps of other Tigers fans probably have similar memories around that. And it's probably shaped how we, we are as sports fans um, and league fans. Uh, but anyway, we'll move forward. Uh, but I wanted to say that because um, I really... Especially when I've been doing this solo, it's, this podcast is dedicated to my dad completely. Anyway, just a bit of serious stuff in there. All right, no, we go to 97. That was Newcastle v Manly. Again, just sitting at ho- at home, big um, big spread. There wasn't a heap of people over that day, but we had a really good afternoon. And it was just a great game. And you had someone to go for with Newcastle-Manly. No one liked Manly in those days. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't now. Oh, I've softened on that, but, you know, uh, Newcastle, it was great, you know, especially after the Super League Super League War. Oh, no, sorry, that was the Super League year. Sorry, that was the Super League year, of course. Uh, I just didn't even watch the Super League. Um, but it was just great to have the, the, the team in it. And one of the biggest memories I've got after that is that a mate of mine, it was a tall bloke that had blonde hair. We were in about year seven at school. Uh, he turned up to school the, the next day or whatever, and then all like the Year 12 guys kept calling him Darren Albert and basically would just yell out Darren Albert um, for the, at least the rest of the year to him. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and a great game, like one of the great games uh, of Grand Finals. There's always great games. The next one I roll into is 1999. That was when Melbourne beat the Dragons. Uh, it was either the, f- it was the first year that, that St. George of Lawara had merged... Uh, heaps of Dragons fans there The pain of the Dragons fans That's the first grand final I ever attended um, I think because it had such a massive capacity and um, Yeah, we went out there and watched it uh, Just my old man and me Balmain Tigers played in the, in the grand final for the reserve grade And got pumped by Parramatta That's half the reason we went there um, I just remember some Dragons fans at the end of the game I remember this guy in particular and he just looked to his mates and he's like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And because I forgot, like they suffered the the 92, 93, Uh, they got beat by Manly at some point. Was that maybe 95? I kind of feel like there might've even been another one somewhere. Um, A lot of pain. More bastards. And I just, yeah, I just, I never, I've never forgotten it. Um, and because I was only a teenager at the time, it didn't quite resonate with me, but I think it resonated with my dad because he was a bit older and he, he'd he experienced that stuff as a fan as well. And the, the guys were just despondent. I'm sure they, they you know, they got over it later um, and kept following their side. And I guess that, and, and, you know, that's why that 2010 premiership for them would have been so special. Uh, we pushed through to 03 was the Panthers v. Chooks. Uh, when Penrith won it It was like 18-6 The famous Scott Sattler Tackle And really In in, in a, a year where Penrith Came from the clouds uh, Played a great attacking Style of football You had You had the rain You had bloody John Lang In like a What's it called Not the The dry as bone Yeah they wore dry as bones On the Oh, on the on the bench it was outstanding uh but it was also this little era where we'd sort of moved we'd, as a family we moved into this and i was a late teenager then sort of 18 19, 20. uh this little period where i think when they introduced the night grand final it became uh the long weekend and so mum and dad would go away a lot of the time which left the house to us uh, which meant the boys came over to watch the grand final, uh, and we had a really good time. You know, Mum, if you're listening, I know you listen sometimes. You know, it was all wholesome. It was all, you know, nothing, nothing silly happened. Uh, we definitely didn't take any glass into the pool enclosure. I can promise you that. <laughs> um, but it was pretty funny. There was like basically one of our mates is a Chooks fan, Tom Hale. You don't listen to the show, but I'm going to say good day anyway. Uh, and we we're absolutely giving it to him. Only because he gives as good as he gets, uh, and I'm pretty sure... He, I can can't—I was talking to a mate of mine the other day about it. I think he had to go outside and either walk around the block, or he might have even gone for a swim or something like that. We had a pool there because um, he couldn't handle it uh, towards the end there. It was pretty funny. But it was just that we did that probably for like a good... You know, uh, a lot of the early 2000s games were spent... Um, at that house in Putney and it was an, a, a really good era of just some good um some good fun times that I'm sure a few boys that listen to this program uh, uh, yeah will, will relate to the 05 is the biggest one like obviously the only time I've ever seen my team win a grand final um you know and the only time my, my team has played in a grand final as an adult you can imagine it was absolutely It was pandemonium. It was wonderful. The best thing, like, I'm not going to go through everything, but the cool thing was it was just there was all of us who went to the game. Like, you can't – it was impossible to get seats together. So people were just buying up tickets where they could. Like, my now brother-in-law – I no, he had just married my sister, I think. Yeah. And he came through with tickets for my dad, and my dad's like, oh, yes, you know, Ben, you know, Amy married the right guy and all this sort of stuff. Um... No, they weren't married. I don't think. I think it was might have been the final sell because I think they got married. They got married the day Adam Gilchrist smashed the fastest century in the wacker against England. I was emceeing the wedding and I kept this again pre-smartphone. Um, I was uh, updating people of the score of how Adam Gilchrist was toweling the poms up. So that wouldn't have, that would have been, that was in 06, 07. So yeah, it was pre, uh, my sister was really happy with that too. <clears throat> um, nah, she was happy with me. Um, so that's right. Bennett, like he was really on the, he was like, yeah, I'm just setting up a good, you know, cause I'm going to pop the question soon. That's what it was anyway. Uh, so he and my dad sat in somewhere. They might I think they had two other people with them. There was me and another mate with a group of his mates from uni behind the posts, Pezza was somewhere I don't know if he was with his dad or no He might have been with Someone else I can't remember He was up He was up the tops. Anyway it was just people scattering everywhere And then after the game We all like you know Met at the The bus stop afterwards And just It was just pandemonium And then back to Balmain It was Sensational scenes Uh, 2011 deserves a shout out Because it was when Manly played the New Zealand Warriors After the Warriors Had kicked out the Tigers uh, two weeks before in what we thought was the year the Tigers were going to finally win another one. Uh, so I refused to watch the grand final. Uh, I didn't watch it. I had absolutely no interest in watching it. Uh, and to this day, I've never watched it. Um, so if it was good, yeah, okay, fair enough. But I just couldn't do it. It was too painful. Uh, 2014 saw Souths play the dogs and Souths beat the dogs. This was just a good game because I, I was up in Darwin at the time. I lived in Darwin for a few years and I, um, yeah, it's just a different... Like, it gets super hot, like, it's really humid and stuff at that sort of time of year. Uh, so we set the TV up outside, and we had a big group of people. We, we, we had a pool, a place we were renting there, this extremely loose share house, very fun times. Uh, but just to be sort of... We had, a, we had a barbecue going on in the middle. It was just it was just a unique and very Darwin kind of experience, uh, watching the grand final, like, from the pool and, and things like that. Um... And it just, yeah, I just love how sport can trigger memories of where you were in your life and it can, you know, it can tell a nice little, um, you know, story and it can, it can trigger memories and, and usually good ones, uh, sometimes sad ones, but you know, it, it's still kind of nice, I guess. Uh, and a shout out to Al Tay, who is a good listener of this show and good friend of the show. And there's no bad listeners of the show, by the way, He's a good friend of mine. Uh, and he just endured a fair bit from some impartial blokes. Uh, that decided to go for the bunny He's a Dogs fan, he's the only Dogs fan there uh, And I just remember him sitting next to me And um, yeah That was sort of like my housemate and a few other guys That I'm sure don't listen to this show Because uh, they just didn't have And they won't really mind me saying this anyway Don't They, they just had hardly any interest in um, The footy But decided to just keep giving it to Al uh, About uh, They jumped on the south bandwagon really Really quickly, I felt bad about it Al, we've discussed this um, it wasn't a great time But, you know Still a good time up there in Darwin Just a quick one 2015 was the Cows versus the Broncos Probably just the first one the Cowboys won And probably, aside from 97 The best game in oh, 89 obviously is in this list as well But um, just from watching as an adult And seeing the game It was just quality It was just fantastic But again, I talk about friends and family And things like that Another listener of the show, Grant Lynch I watched it at his place um, With his family and friends uh, And I think we'd come like I think I'd gone with Grant And Drew Another mate um, of ours I think we went to like the Scone races Or something working there the day before And it might have been a road trip Maybe It might have been me spewing in that motel In um Cessnock Maybe um and trying to cover it up and doing a terrible job of it i was exposed very quickly it wasn't good captain morgan's and i think it was on the back of that trip we went sort of straight into sort of uh the pub at germoin watched this the 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 state cup grand final or whatever which was the ipswich game when the chris walker when the walker brothers not chris the walk shane and ben walker were coaching them and we went there and then we rolled down to, to your joint, Grant, at Des Moines, Uh and just watched the game. We just really enjoyed it. Just good watching with mates. And I remember I was getting carried away, uh, going, oh, well, Bennett's done it again with the Broncos. How does he keep doing it? You know? And and uh, another mate of ours, Chris, just shut me up pretty easy. He's like, well, mate, he hasn't done it. Not in an aggressive way or anything, just a matter of fact, and a, um, in a correct way. He's like, well, it's not over yet, mate. He hasn't done it. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then the Cowboys are going to win it. So... Uh, That was me um, getting ahead and carried away with myself, believe it or not. Uh, But again, just, you know, your your mates and a few, you know, things you remember happening around that time connected to a grand final. Last one, uh, 2017, was the Storm versus the Cowboys, where the Storm pumped. That's when the Cowboys came in from eighth position. And partly, like, I think I sort of said something. I tipped the Cowboys early in, like, in their little run. I was like, the Cowboys are going to win the comp. You mark my words. Uh, And then when they made the grand final, I think I put something else. I think I just, you know, everyone likes to be right, don't they? It doesn't happen very often. We saw last week, you know, I don't don't tip many things right. And I, I just reminded people of it. Which I think oh, on Facebook or Twitter, or, no, it would have been Facebook, and I, I was just like, oh, well, you know, I, I re-got the post back up from, you know, I don't know, eight weeks ago or something. He said, oh, you know, yeah, well, what did I tell you about the Cowboys? And then it was just comment after comment, like it was someone saying, mate, I remember one night you were banging on about why the Roosters were going to win it. And then, oh, then you, you, someone else telling me, you know, something about, you know, why Melbourne, no one's going to beat them anyway. Oh, I didn't read the text from Pezza. I'll do that at the end. I just, oh, he's going to be upset with me. Uh, that just triggered my 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 uh, my, um, my memory. Oh, dear. Anyway, that was funny. Then the storm going to smack the Cowboys, and I was wrong anyway. Uh, and myself and a mate, Hugh Holden, was list- were, went to watch that living in Melbourne. Uh, and, you know, there was literally about five other people in the pub. Uh, watching it, you know, and there were, I think I genuinely, this is no word of a lie there were more people in the front bar watching the replay of the grand final uh, from the day before than there were actually watching their own Melbourne Storm uh, smash the Cowboys, so anyway that's my top 10, I, that was just a bit of a yarn but I, but I hope you now realise even more why I love grand final day so much and I'm sure you do too Right, let's get into the preview. Again, you're not here for the preview. All right. We're here to have a yarn and, and, and you know, talk, talk, you know, talk a bit of bit of um, you know, bullshit and all that sort of stuff. Um, but i will preview it anyway. My tip is the Panthers twenty three, Melbourne sixteen in a pretty close one. Uh, and I'm gonna say it's sixteen all, cleary kicks. From about 30 out to make it 17 16. And then there's a try uh, at the end uh, to Jerome Lewis, just carves him up and through he goes. Uh, So, yeah, it's not the. They don't do the. They don't. It's not 22 16 with a field goal to make it an unassailable lead. Uh, It's, yeah, 17 16 in a real close match. It's going to be on defense. Uh, you know, the two best offensive sides in the competition. We know this. Uh, we saw that last week uh, with Penrith being able to contain Souths a lot better than previous weeks. I don't think that Melbourne are going to be able to expose Penrith the way they expose the Raiders. Like, I think Rappanar was a bit of a weak link there, nothing against Jordan. Uh, but Penrith are clearly on top of that uh, with, you know... All the mail is going that um, Tyrone May comes in uh, to start the game in the centres and Naden plays off the bench. I think there's even some talk that Naden might miss out altogether. But I kind of like the idea of a number 14. I, I like... I like. Uh, a double-digit reserve jersey starting the grand final. There's something good about that. There's something fun and funny about that. Don't ask me why Pezza knows he he gets it. Um, there's just something interesting. Number three starting from the bench and coming through. There was yeah, like I said, some talking may not even play, but I, I like they'll they'll sew that up. And I think it'll be I think it'll be really tight. I think um, you know, it's going to be wet, so it'll be be a bit of an Origin game. You know, I reckon lot lot in the middle. The forward battle is going to be awesome. I said maybe last week or the week before that I think that Fisher Harris, Yeo and Tamu are the best middle forwards in the comp. Uh, you know, Melbourne's are pretty handy too. Melbourne's are pretty handy too. Uh, but I think yeah, I think Penrith are just gonna just gonna wedge over them. You know essentially 1716 and then it, it, it it's it's pretty crazy to think it's going to be that close because if it's that close you'd really imagine that Cameron Smith just steps up and gets it done for them. Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, we all know that the, the storyline with Penrith, they're young, they're relaxed, uh, that they, they they grew up winners in the lower grades coming through together. Uh, they know how to win, they're ready to go. Um and they're likable. They're likable young lads, you know. Uh, what I think sometimes isn't said about Melbourne, we know they're experienced, all right, you know, what is it, four out of five grand finals. They've got a really clear game plan, role definitions, down to a T. Each player knows what he needs to do and it generally goes out and does it. Uh, extremely well coached, well drilled, well coached, even if they cheat a lot in the ruck. Um, and play with a lack of integrity. Uh however, what isn't said about them, especially this year, is I think how relaxed they are. They're so relaxed. Is it there's such a youthful vibrance, and then we talk about how experienced they are, but really there's lots of young energy in there, you know. Pappenhausen, uh, Hughes, Munster. Uh, Nico Hines, but even the fact that they're in this little bubble and this one, there's guys like Cooper Johns hanging around. Uh, and Riley is a bit older, I think, um, but, you know, another guy. Because they've got the whole squad there. Paul Momorowski's around there. He's a young bloke uh, who's played in, uh, he played in preliminary final uh, with Ace. I think living that bubble life, they are absolutely living the dream. Uh it wasn't. Oh, it was last week, leading into the preliminary final. I think I, I follow a few of them on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. They put up this Facebook story or whatever of the uh, ping pong tournament they've been having, and it just looks like it just looks like blokes, young blokes, just having the absolute time of their lives. You know, they've clearly. You know, been building at it for such a long time It was a grand final, it was Munster Versus Nico Hines And like, Cam, uh, Cooper Johns Is like training Munster and all the stuff That If you're a young, you know, bloke in your, in your early 20s, this is just peak What you're doing at that time of your life No matter wh- who you are, you know <laughs> If you're living in a share house or something, you're doing that kind of stuff Aren't you? Uh, but these guys are doing It, you know, during the week Staying up there You know, all in Hawaiian shirts, just having the time of their lives, Uh, and you can just see how. And that's in the lead up to a preliminary final. They put it up on the Thursday or something. They're clearly relaxed. They're having heaps of fun, Uh, and I think it's you know it'll be interesting because it's they played their first two uh, arguably against weaker opposition and up in Suncorp as well. So they didn't have to. They didn't have to uh, travel. You know, um, well they were in Cogger and they lost the last game. Sunshine Coast before that. Sunshine Coast the week before that. ANZ Stadium they lost. the the, the only the only two games. Here we go. Sunshine, so going back to round sixteen, they won at Sunshine Coast. He could be a little bit of a fly in the ointment for the Storm. Far out, man. Round 15, they lost to Parramatta at Bank West. So since round... I could keep going back. I'm... Okay, that stuffs it up a bit because they beat the Roosters the week before in Sydney. But since round 15, they've only lost three games and they're the only three games that they've played outside of Queensland. And because I think it just really suits them. They're in They're in camp. They don't have to travel too much. So this is something that they haven't done well in since round 15 of the competition Uh, and they haven't had to do it for the first parts of the finals so maybe that's just where uh that shifting environment uh particularly with covid you know uh the restrictions and stuff that could and it just you know i think a lot of that's not that's a routine based thing and an environment based thing and don't confuse that for superstition and things like that or like you know records of teams having good records against other teams i think when there's when a team has a really good record against another side uh it's not it's the team that has the good record that just gives them a little lift i don't think the other side really cares that much but i think it gives the other team just that little extra lift which tips it over and i think the whole lifestyle inside Sunshine Coast has really suited them, particularly because almost all of them, I think apart from the Bromwich brothers, are from, they're not from Melbourne. I think the Bromwich boys are the only guys that sort of grew up here. Fact check me if I'm wrong, but it suits them up there. Uh, And coming down, it just might be enough to, you know, the fact that Penrith is still in their routine, it just tips them up. And so that's why I'm going to say when it comes down to it, Penrith win 23-16. I'm not going to talk about Cameron Smith retiring because I don't really care. Um, what I am going to do uh, is say that it's going to be 23-16. Uh, and I'm going to say it's Dylan Edwards who's going to get the Churchill medal. It won't go to him, all right, because it'll go to one of the halves or the hooker, because that's what always happens. But he will be the best player on the field. Uh Am I tipping with my heart? Absolutely. But we've got that stuff around the storm there. Okay, this has been a bumper show. I'm going to close it out with just a couple of answers to some questions. Jack William got in touch and said, Should this grand final contain a mute option on Gus or a Gus mute option? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be hard. It's going to be funny. I don't really watch Channel 9 much anymore. I got KO and I just... Uh yeah, I, I I find those guys hard uh, to listen to. It'll be it might be worth watching just for gas. It'll be funny whether if if they win or lose. You know, because there'll be some. I told you so about it. Watch, watch, listen for him. It'll be uh, if if they win, it'll be like oh I told you so. And this is you know this is why we develop them. We develop them and play every you know oh we we coach them and train them to be able to play every position and you know oh yeah. how funny is Gould like when he talks about like when. Pan- uh, panther players leave penrith and just oh anyway so you're either going to get that and i told you so or you know it'll be some i told you so stuff if if they're if they're losing you know be like you know well you know i never said it was going to be this year you know the plan was always going to be for them to win the competition in 2023 that's where the plan was you know we brought ivan back it wasn't going to be you he'll he'll somehow find a way to say i told you so if somehow he can drop all that shit and actually be honest, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Uh, great question. He also says, what other grounds turf would you sow into Olympic Stadium surface? It's a good question. I just go all of them. All of them. Leichhardt, Bankwest, Penrith, Marathon, Wind Stadium, Cogra. All of them, the SCG, but then I'd go further, like Lidcombe Oval, Henson Park, North Sydney, Belmore, and if it's and see how we go, and then just keep going with it. Local grounds, everything, you know, Birchgrove Oval, the birthplace of rugby league. There's got to be something there. Dig that up. Great question, Jack. Thanks for getting in touch. I'll round it out with a, a question from Slam JL, and it's fitting because he's been a great contributor to the cast. Uh, always got in touch and asked good questions and good dialogue. I appreciate it all, mate. Uh, if Panthers win, is this the most comprehensive season performance of the modern era? Mainstream media don't want to discuss it. Yes, it is. Isn't it amazing? Like, they just want it to be the, oh, well, they're just young blokes and, you know, they're throwing caution in the wind and, you know, anything can happen. And, you know, but I'm just a bit concerned about them because they're young and, you know, they haven't been on the big stage and all that stuff. Piss off. Like, it is. It is the most comprehensive. I couldn't find a team that's only or that, that's won that many games uh, in a row, you know, um. They've smashed everyone, you know, the 15 or 16 in a row to win it. Um, yeah, but doesn't suit the narrative of the mainstream, you know. Oh, they're just young blokes. It should just be. Well, Penrith should win because they're smashing everyone and they haven't lost. All right? And that's the cast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That might spell the end of the Sparks solo show. Uh which is probably good for everyone. Of course, we're looking, Pezza and I, we're looking at doing some origin stuff, all right, Uh, for the next three games. Things where there's a bit more movement happening down here in Melbourne, we should be able to do it. So I look forward to doing that uh, with him soon. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know, I've really missed going to the footy this year. I've missed it so much. Uh, I've missed Sydney this year cause I haven't been able to get there and I've missed talking to people face to face about the, the code. Uh, but this has been such a good, uh, you know, way to fill that void because I've been able to talk to you guys. Uh, you guys get in touch with me on the socials and I've just tried to keep this as a conversation between mates. Uh, Talking about the footy So more than anything Thank you for giving me something to do In what has realistically been a really really Difficult uh, time down here In Melbourne Uh, So I'm forever grateful for anyone that listened Obviously I I love uh, That all my mates and guys That I haven't spoken to or seen For a long time have listened I really appreciate that But even more if you don't know me We're not friends and you're listening Well I really appreciate it Thanks heaps I hope you enjoyed it Get stuck into the grand final, lap it up, lie down in it and roll around in it and enjoy it. Go the Panthers, and I'll chat to you again on the hill later. See you then. Bye.